0: Your Property Network magazine, the UK's leading magazine for active property investors, presents your property podcast, giving you access to some of the UK's most successful and influential property investors and developers. They will share with you their successes, failures, strategies, and tips. So whether you're an experienced property investor or just starting out, join us every week to help you plan your path to financial freedom. So let's get started with your host, Nina Hirons.
1: Hello, and thanks for joining me on another edition of Your Property Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Hirons, and I'm really excited today to be joined by Richard Brown from The Property Voice. Richard, welcome.
2: Hi, Nina. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the show.
1: No problem at all. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining me. Okay, I just want to talk a little bit about the fact that you started The Property Voice in April of last year. Um, when you know when we first started talking I asked you to kind of ask you know, you know I asked you why and to give me a really quick sum up of who you are your response was simply how you blend your own property investing living a location independent lifestyle with the love of sharing your knowledge with others particularly for people that are looking to start out or turn around their position much like you did so I just want to go back a few years and can you tell me about your property journey, you know, where it started, kind of where you are today. And, you know, I, I talk a lot to people about their kind of trigger moment, their eureka moment that kind of made you change. So, um, yeah, so let, let's go back and kind of start from the beginning. So I'm going to hand over to you.
2: Thanks, Nina. Yeah, um, it's funny, actually, because um, I have to sort of recall this story. My, my very first foray into property was actually way back in the mid-90s. Um, it's interesting because prob- we're probably going to talk about new beginnings and all this sort of thing um, which uh, I know is, uh, is topical for me but um, that's when my first in- property investment proper was back in the mid 90s and uh, it was- I was a- then an accidental landlord, uh, cut a long story short, didn't really know what I was doing and ended up selling that property. Uh, and so then there was this kind of void period uh, for quite some time. And as you say, around about um, 2008, something like that. When I got back into it again, I always say it's my second first investment was uh, around about 2008, 2009 time. And, and what happened really is that I, um, I had a bit of a shock because I had periods of time where I've run my own business and this kind of thing. And as a result, I didn't have the greatest pension. And uh, I remember going to see a financial advisor. And this was one in the clock back probably round about 2004 even, something like that. And um, went to see this financial advisor, did all the review, that kind of thing. And basically his conclusion was, as far as my pension was concerned at least, that – I had a bit of a hole in my pension, uh, which I kind of knew, uh, but if I wanted to plug that hole and have anything like a decent pension by the time I get into my sort of 60s, and decent was around about half of my final salary, so not like, you know, stellar, uh, I would need to put away around about £800 a month into a pension scheme and I could then enjoy, look forward to enjoy uh, something like uh, half of my final salary, projected final salary in 20 years' time. I was like, Wow. (laughs) I didn't have 800 pounds a month spare. You know, I wasn't earning that sort of sums of money where that was an easy sum to accommodate at the time. So really, I started by trying to research, what could I do about this? And um, there was four years, uh, another void period, where I was kind of researching, messing around, joining lots of websites and forums, discovered property. And um, you talk about a trigger, I think you said, didn't you? Yeah. And um, yeah, the trigger moment, I call it my eureka moment. Was I was in a, I was in a, a a beer garden in a pub one summer's evening, um, rather sadly, scribbling on a on a on a napkin or something like this, and working out the principles of compound growth. Would you believe? So um, that kind of led me to realise that um, property was very powerful because I was looking at compound growth on property and using leverage and all that sort of stuff, which probably you and our listeners, your listeners, rather are aware of. So. Um, I thought, well, property, but it took another four years before I could actually get into property, which took me into 2008. Um, There was um, quite a lot going on in my life at that time, actually. Another new beginning was I got divorced and uh, didn't have a lot of spare cash. And uh, I managed to cobble together around about £10,000, which was from a bonus from work. And um, funnily enough, managed to uh, get started in property with that kind of money. So, I realized I needed to have a value-adding strategy <laughs> starting at 10K. I needed to make my money work hard for me. And so my, uh, my second first investment, if you like, was one where I added value to a property. I was able to recycle that money by uh, adding value and re- refinancing it and then going again. So, uh, that's the kind of potted version. I don't know if that's what you were expecting with that question, but uh, that, that's kind of what happened.
1: No, I mean, that's great. I mean, your, your story's really, really interesting. And, uh, you know, that's obviously why we've uh, got you involved now with the magazine. And you're doing a monthly feature now in your property network. Um, the foundation of what you've talked about so far, and it, you know, it's about all about these new beginnings that you've just mentioned. And, you know, your first article, I think you summed it up really well. When you say that we all need to start, you know, we restart or we redirect somewhere – and you know I was kind of thinking about your USP if you like is very much about helping those people who perhaps are just starting out you know we talk about their new beginning or people who need to get back on track having perhaps lost their way a little bit so you know a lot of these people listening perhaps are thinking about getting into property but haven't quite yet you know let's let's talk about sort of getting started and what would be your advice and how you would guide someone through the initial process of thinking about doing it and then actually doing it because let's face it that jump is perhaps the biggest obstacle you know there's a million of reasons yeah a million reasons perhaps excuses is why we can't you know perhaps they're saying they've got no money they've got lack of knowledge so kind of you know in your opinion where do they start how do they kind of make that jump
2: yeah uh, and I think actually funnily enough a lot of people ask the wrong question when they're looking to start uh, which is what strategy should I follow Um, I hear a lot of people say that Um, And I think actually the right place to start, the right question to ask is what do I want to achieve and uh, what do I want to achieve in the end? And I use this phrase or this this terminology of what I call a someday goal. So this this idea of a someday goal is very personal. It's, um, it's what you're trying to achieve, and it's, uh, it's almost like uh, you know, it did actually feature this idea in the magazine um, in a previous month. But if you can imagine a film, a movie, uh, and fast-forwarding to the final scene where you get to see what actually happens in the, in the story, that's the idea of the Sunday, Sunday goal is really fast-forward to the end. What is it you're trying to achieve? And in my own case, you know, when I got started, uh, in earnest, that is, uh, I had this giant hole in my pension. Now that, that was twenty years down the line, where it was going to be, I was going to feel it, but I, I, I was starting to feel the pain of it, you know, at the point in time, especially when the IFA said, uh, you know, you're going to have to chuck in eight hundred pounds a month to uh, to plug that uh, that hole. But my Sunday goal in that, you know, when I started was to plug a hole in my pension. Now that might be different for me uh, to you to another investor, and so I think that it is very important to understand what's important to the to the individual personally. Um, so to illustrate the point, my goal was something like 20 years off in terms of when I was looking to achieve it. Fortunately, I managed to achieve a bit sooner than that, but you know, that, we'll come on to that maybe later. But I think with other people, maybe they're in a different situation. Maybe, they, uh, you know, maybe they've just been made redundant, for example, and they've got a very pressing need to earn money. So 20-year time horizon there is not going to be any good whatsoever. And so therefore, certain strategies are not going to be any good for them either. So their Sunday goal might be something like, uh, I've got maybe I've got a redundancy payment which will tide me over for say 6, 12, 18 months, something like that. But then I really need to either have an re- income replacement or a top up to, to an income stream um, that's going to work for me. And then after, after determining whatever is their you know, starting position and what they want to achieve, then you can start to consider things like strategy so um you know and strategy is um you know when, when i talk about um, what's important i always put goals at the heart of of the matter if you like but then everything else is really a trade-off of what we have available to us personally and in very simple terms those things to trade off are money time and knowledge and so we're constantly having to go well i've got I've either got money or haven't got money. I've either got time or haven't got time. I even know a little or know a lot or somewhere in the middle. And so the strategy element, which would then come next and moving into what you say about taking action, is all about then figuring out, figuring out how can I trade off these three elements and how do they fit into this goal, this someday goal, what I'm trying to achieve in property. And one maybe sort of sub-point to this is that it's got to suit you as an individual, your personal preferences, um, so let me illustrate that. There's no point if you're, uh, if you're you know massive introvert and don't like people to come up with a strategy that requires you to go out knocking on doors and talking to hundreds of people. So that's kind of an illustration of what I mean about making it personal to you and, and fits in with your preferences and maybe your lifestyle choices. So that's how I would advise people to get going. It's just start at the very beginning with mapping out their, their what they want, really, their motivation. And that is best expressed by this term, someday goal. You can get a bit more detailed after that, but that's certainly the starting place I would suggest.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I love listening to that. And that answer is amazing. You know, and I, you know, I talk to a lot of people and they kind of they go on about that, you know, that think and grow rich book. Do you, do you read a lot of books then? Do you, you know, do you kind of learn about sort of, you know these scenarios, these philosophies and stuff? Or is this very much kind of what you've learned over, the, over your period within property and, and life, I guess?
2: Bit of both. I, I read a lot. Yes. Um, I, I didn't used to. I had spells in my life where I read a lot and then spells in my life where I didn't. And it's quite funny, when I look back, um, I tended to grow quicker when I was reading the most. So, uh, for example, in my professional career, um, I'm not going to necessarily reveal my age, but I've, uh, <laughs> I've been around the block a bit. And, um, you know, my, in my early you know, professional career, I was sort of reading a lot and I, I made quite a lot of career advancement at that same sort of time. And then I kind of eased off, didn't really kind of read and study and educate myself so much. Uh, I wouldn't say that my career floundered, but, you know, it wasn't sort of leaping off. And then, you know, more recently in the last, oh, I don't know, five, ten years type of thing, I've read quite a lot. I mean, last year I read, um, I think it was 48 books, almost one a week, mm. um, you know, including audio books. So that's a good way of consuming knowledge. Mm. So a combination of, of life experience, uh, you know, that teaches you through doing and your own mistakes and, and own successes. But equally, as you, you touched on the idea of philosophy and stuff like that, it's um, I read a lot and get gather insights from other people. And I guess if you just stitch it all together, you have your life experience. You have other people's wisdom, as I call it. Experience is learning from your own mistakes, and wisdom is learning from other people's mistakes. That's kind of how I like to frame it. So combine those two together. Yes, I read a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, God, I'm, I mean, I'm a massive believer, and you know, I'm not, I I'm a bit like you. You know, I, I don't read as many, but um, you know, I think re- I think reading is brilliant, and I think it's great to kind of expand your knowledge and, like you say, learn from others. Um. So, we, you know, we've talked about these scenarios and stuff. So, you know, we've talked about somebody who's just starting out. So, you know, if, if we look at somebody, you know, similar to yourself, who perhaps or just started out, you know, they dabbled a bit in property. Um, perhaps they've made a few sort of wrong decisions. If, if they're kind of in limbo and looking to get themselves back on track, should they, you know, follow the similar sort of principles you've just discussed? Or should they be sort of taking a different approach to their sort of new beginning back into property? Hmm. Uh,
2: fundamentally, it's the same process, so uh, it is a case of sitting down, mapping out and uh, looking what you want to achieve. Uh, very much, you know, this someday goal idea and then what is your balance of uh, resources that I mentioned, time, money, knowledge, these sorts of things. So that part of the equation is still the same, I would suggest. Uh, I think the difference is, of course, there's, um, there's probably a bit more baggage, <laughs> frankly. Um, you know, so you have what you have. Uh, you are where you are. But that needs to be factored into the equation. And uh, sometimes I do talk to people who have, you know, a number of properties under their belt. And for whatever reason, it's no, it's no longer suitable to carry on doing what they were doing or perhaps they've hit a roadblock or perhaps they have had a change of circumstance. And I think, um, the, you know, just to lift your head up and look down the horizon and just think, well, what is it I really want to achieve? Because by the way, that can change. For various reasons, personal reasons, or things that happen in our environment and our circumstances as I mentioned. but so that part's the same. But then you know once we've decided what we want to achieve, we need to evaluate what we already have. That's the different part. So, is what I already have consistent, relevant, and appropriate for what i'm I've now said I want to achieve? so it could be the case that selling up what you already have is is a, is the right thing to do or converting it or or even building on it in some way so you don't necessarily need to throw out the old to bring in the new but uh, so the extra dimension is all about just um, it's, it's still the same fundamentally looking to what you want to achieve. But the extra dimension is then considering what you already have. And that's where a little bit of complexity can come in because you get good old things like tax liabilities and, and you know, uh, legal structures and all this sort of thing that can come into the equation. So it can make it a little bit more complicated. But fundamentally, the process is the same, I would suggest.
1: Yeah, Great. Um- you know obviously it's fantastic isn't it when someone's kind of got the foundations and the knowledge to make that move into property or you know as we've just discussed you know move back into property with you know more focus and determination but I'm really interested uh what you believe you know whether you believe that actually there is still kind of worth in property investing you know is there still that potential for people to make you know life-changing financially um and perhaps to get out of that dreaded rat race that you know lots of people go into property because they are trying to get out of that kind of you know nine to five rat race so you know what, what is your opinion on that
2: yeah that, that's a really good question especially right now uh, where we've got a lot of change that's happened um, policy changes taxation changes even you know parts of the European Union changes um, there's a lot of uncertainty there has been a lot of change and there's um, there's been certain things that affected you know traditional buy to let in particular and I think if I'm really honest with you it's not necessarily appropriate for everybody. And, you know, as someone in property and advocates it and is passionate about properties, maybe a hard you know mission for me to make that sort of statement. Um, and so let me give an example. If if somebody just wants, uh, you know, an extra bit on the side, because you talked about life changing things there. And I think that I'll come on to that in a second. But if somebody's just saying, I want to I want a small top up to my pension or this sort of thing. um, if there are, you know, for example, high rate taxpayer that might be punished, actually, if they're using a lot of uh, borrowing um, and pushed into a higher tax bracket and have a lot of the income taken away from them in the current environment. So that more casual or amateur type of investor with just a small requirement, but in, in a certain situation, perhaps where they've got Um, some some tax disadvantages under the current climate, it is questionable because there might be other avenues they could pursue and achieve the same ends. So i say it's questionable. So it's a maybe. But I think people are looking for more. And um, so I'm saying people who want to be professional investors, people who do want a life-changing experience, uh, people who have got sort of greater ambition than just maybe having one or two or having a sort of steady-eddy type of life. I would still say property represents a great avenue for them to pursue. I would potentially say it's not necessarily exclusively limited to -to buy-to-let. And there's like, depending on who you listen to, myself included, there's many, many different property strategies, uh, one of which is buy-to-let. But there's there's 20, there's 100 in some people's minds, different property strategies that somebody could pursue, which are not buy-to-let as well. And so I think it's a case of yes, Uh, For people who want a little bit more, uh, want a bit of a change in in their circumstances, then I would still say property is a great way to do it. But think carefully about which strategy you, uh, you potentially wish to adopt and make sure it's appropriate for your own situation, going back to what we were saying earlier, your own situation and what you want to achieve in life.
1: Sure. I mean, I think that's brilliant advice. And I think, you know, I really, you know, it's, it's lovely that you've been really honest about it. I think it'd be very easy just to say, oh yeah, yeah, it's great, you know, so that's great. Um, I, I kind of feel a lot of love here. I mean, you clearly love what you do. You clearly love sharing your knowledge with others. Um, and one thing that I, you know, sort of, reasonably new into sort of the property world you know i love the fact that people in property are so willing to help one another and kind of share their knowledge um you know i I spoke very briefly you know you're from the property voice podcast uh you've got your website but i also know you've got a book the property investor toolkit so can you just talk to me a little bit more about that and kind of you know what people can expect from that book
2: yeah sure um I think it's hard for me to separate some of the uh, different media that I, I sort of share my knowledge with to some extent because I see it as all, all an extension of the same thing. Um, and that stems from, do you remember I talked to you about around about 2004 when I sort of decided that property was for me mm. and then it took about four years before I actually managed to get that that property, that that, that next or well, that second first in property investment on the way. And the reason was there was an awful lot of um, sketchy information scattered around, Uh, some of the quality was a little bit hit and miss and um, downright actually illegal in some cases I have to tell you back then and so um, I decided that really what I wanted to do was try and give um, you know trustworthy, accurate advice, particularly for people starting out and to collect that information together. So it started with, really with a new service which led to a blog and then ultimately led to the podcast, which is sort of more current information. But the book really was this, the whole idea, it's called a toolkit, Property Investor Toolkit, as you said. It's, a, it's quite a short book, but it's quite punchy and it sort of covers a lot of the foundational um, information that people need to, uh, to understand. And uh, process has got lots of resources and links and that sort of thing in it. So whilst it's a short book, if you follow all the resources, there's like links to spreadsheets, there's links to articles, this sort of thing. It's, um, it's a resource in itself. And I really wanted to get that available to, uh, to the property community. And uh, that was my passion, really, to, to get that out there. Uh, I've always wanted to write a book, and that was the first one I've written. Uh, I've got another one in the pipeline, but uh, it took a long time in the making. But really, I, I don't make any money off that book. It's, it's, it's sold at cost, um, technically as a royalty, but it just covers the costs of you know, updates, production, this sort of thing. So it really is kind of a service to the community, and I just wanted that. That was the objective really just to put it out there share and, and give some uh, a collection of hopefully credible trustworthy information that people just go to and uh, and get them going that was the objective oh,
1: fab i know um, when we were first talking that you mentioned your i kickstart foundation training so again kind of how does that kind of fit into all this then
2: yeah like i said everything's kind of an extension <laughs> and um so so the book you know people like to learn in different ways don't they so we've talked about books, obviously, quite a bit. Um, people liked, some people are quite visual, auditory. People like reading. People like doing things. There's different ways in which people like to, to learn. And um, the, the, the next stage really for me was this, this idea of iKickstart, which is a foundational training course. It's um, seven modules of uh, of learning which is delivered delivered by a, a kind of a webinar format but it's on demand people can do it at home they don't need to travel anywhere you know stay in a hotel pay pay expensive course fees and this sort of thing there is charge but it's a it's a fairly modest charge because of the way it's delivered so it's on demand and it's digital so people can you know consume it in their own way and so it's it's a sort of um it's, I wouldn't say it's the same as the the toolkit book, but it, it follows a similar principle. There's logical progression of different information, interactive, and it's got uh, it's got it's got a group of people that people can share amongst themselves, a peer group learning and an input. I, I've co-wrote iKickstart Start with Damien Fogg. so we're we're in the community. We're answering questions. Uh, for people as they go along, so you're not left on your own, but equally you don't have to go and spend a fortune on a training course. It's it's fairly modestly priced. So that was the idea, really. Um, it's building on the same theme of getting quality information out there, credible information. We're not, you know, promising to be millionaires in two weeks type of thing. That's that's not what we stand for. Um, you know, it's all about sustainable, practical, and ethical investing, and uh, and that's that's hopefully what you get through that training course.
1: Fab. I mean there's absolutely no denying, you know, chatting from you, you're obviously, you know, you obviously love giving back, and you know, you know, you're sharing all this amazing amount of knowledge, but you know, I am, I am really interested about you and you and property and your investing. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that you live kind of a location-independent lifestyle, so I'm really interested kind of what you are up to nowadays and kind of your own property investments and portfolio. Um, and of course, I have to ask how you're getting on with the new column in the magazine. I know that's about a million questions in one, but yeah, just kind of, just kind of give us a rough overview of kind of where you are now then.
2: Yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I like to travel. Um, so you know, I've designed my my working life, if I can call it that, so that I can travel. I can be in different places. Um, already this year, I've been in the Far East. I've been in the US. Um, I've been in South America, um, and indeed Europe. So you know, I, I love to travel and I love to do what I what I do from different places. So by design, I set up my uh, investing to follow a similar pattern. I don't physically need to be where my properties are. And that can probably sound a bit scary to to a lot of people. Um, And so what what that means is uh, I have a portfolio, uh, but I also uh, have a long term portfolio and that's uh, a mixture of managed property and uh, systemized self-managed property. There are humans involved, (laughs) you know, on the ground because inevitably things need doing. But so you need you need to have reliable people who and trustworthy people, particularly if you're traveling um, that can take care of certain things for you. Um, So I have this portfolio. I also undertake uh, different types of uh, strategy now. I've evolved, if you like, my own thinking. I hinted earlier that I had a uh, value adding strategy. I'm still very much of that mindset I uh, I love to create value in property, not just ride a wave of capital appreciation, which is pure speculation as far as I'm concerned, so rental income, adding value to property are very much at the heart of everything I do. But that means I do things like uh, I've got HMOs, I've got holiday lets, I've got single let properties in my portfolio, I've also traded property, undertaken joint ventures, I've got uh, property scattered around in different countries now so UK, Portugal, Brazil, um, US if, if my memory serves me, uh, and different types of, uh, of financing strategy as well to, to acquire those properties. So it, you know I, I don't necessarily suggest everybody just leaps and does exactly what I've done from day one, but it just can give you a bit of an insight as how things can evolve and change and how you can adapt. But also if you if you're very deliberate, and uh, and on purpose, I set up my investing um, interests so I could manage it remotely uh, if I wanted to. So that was that's that's sort of the, the uh, portfolio side of it, if you like, the investing side of it. I love working with other people. I love you know this idea of systemizing and leveraging and not really getting my own hands too dirty to be to be honest with you. But um, uh, equally, I I have this passion. You picked up on it. I do. I have a passion for sharing my knowledge, and uh, you know I write in the column the YPM magazine column, I've got the podcast, a blog, uh, I, I contribute on a number of different forums. So I, I, I have the freedom, if you like, to be able to allocate time, to be able to give back in that way. And uh, I really enjoy doing it. And it's um, it's just, you know, it's it's fabulous to be able to design your lifestyle in that way. And property is the enabler, you know, that allows me to do that. And so I don't know if I've answered all of your actual questions there, but um, th- is that sort of hitting the mark a little bit of what you were driving yeah, at? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, um, you know, so I mentioned, the column and stuff in the magazine. So kind of how are you finding that? And, you know, what, what can people kind of expect, you know, in the coming months, etc.?
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I've taken the theme of new beginnings. I think when, when I, I first spoke to Ant and, and Jane in first place about potentially getting involved in the magazine, one of the things that we talked about was... Um, the magazine, you know, has got a lot of uh, kind of mature uh, pieces in it now, but not so much, you know, foundational. Uh, information for it has some obviously and if you can pick it out but it has um, my the idea for me writing the column was to have more of a foundational piece for aimed at newer, early stage investors or perhaps people on a turnaround from their current position so the theme is very much this new beginnings idea so not just starting out but you know restarting as well as we we talked about earlier and so I've going, gone through things like goals and strategy selection this sort of thing and really, the idea is to sort of go through in a series, particularly over the first year of uh, the sort of building blocks and stepping stones that people might take, um, you know, just evolve that uh, thinking in a different format, a different medium over the, the first 12 months. And we'll get into some of the, you know, uh, detail of how should I structure my business and uh, this sort of thing. What systems should I maybe have uh, as, as it unfolds over the year? But equally, um, I want it to be interactive if I possibly can. And you, you're probably aware, Nina, that there's a, there's a piece now in it, which is called, uh, well, it's basically I answer reader questions. So I'm very, very interested to take on board questions and answer those, which I'll, uh, I'll feature offline, uh, outside the magazine content itself, as well as within it. So I've done a couple of um, blog posts and video clips to help answer people's questions. So I want it to be interactive. I want it to deal with, you know, current issues that people with that kind of new beginning concept have in mind at the moment. So it's not just, you know, me trotting off, you know, the, the the 12 fundamentals of property investment when you start out type of thing. It's also relevant to where people are at right now, the actual specific problems they're facing. So uh, drop me a line and, um, you know, get involved because there's two things really. I want, I want to sort of write content that people are looking for, but I also want to deal with challenges that people are facing, as well as, as I mentioned, trying to map out something of a pathway that people can maybe follow if they're on this sort of new beginnings thing.
1: Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, know, the, the fact that you want to kind of share, you know, share this knowledge is absolutely amazing. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of people listening that are, you know, really keen to perhaps talk more. So, you know, in terms of the magazine and obviously, you know, your book, you know, your training, what is the best way for people to get in touch and to get hold of kind of all these resources that you're offering?
2: Yeah, so uh, if, I, if I can, um, I talk a lot about uh, some of the th- thoughts I've been outlining come from this, uh, what I call the property investor roadmap. And um, so what I'd like to say is if, if anyone would like a copy of that, I'd be happy to share it. And the easiest way for you to get that and indeed to contact me is to drop me an email. And so what I suggest is uh, you drop me an email admin at thepropertyvoice.net. So that's admin at thepropertyvoice.net. Um, put uh, uh, the the podcast reference in there, so we've got some idea of recognising it. I'll try and uh, ask for the roadmap, and I'll send you a copy of the roadmap as a, as a courtesy. But what I'm also going to say, if it's okay with you, Nina, is uh, perhaps the first the first five people that uh, that write in, whether it's for asking for a copy of the roadmap or perhaps with some questions for me to consider in the in the article in the in the magazine article, the first five people, I'm going to send a copy of my book to as well so that'll be that'll be complimentary so slight slight incentive there for people to drop me a line sure
1: fab and i and i, really, uh, and I
2: should can i sorry? i should add sorry to jump That's in right. i should add and of course, I should really say I've got a website as well. So uh, you probably guessed it from the email address, but it's www.thepropertyvoice.net. So you can find out a lot about me there too.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me. I mean, I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. You know, you've obviously got so much knowledge that you could share. And, you know, I, I think there's loads of people that want to get in touch because, you know, you know, obviously I'm sure they've got like a million questions. But, you know, I know you're very, very busy. So I do really appreciate you having taken the time to talk to me today. So uh, thank you, Richard.
2: I'm absolutely delighted. Thanks, Nina. Thanks for having me on the show. It's no, really been great. Thank no you. problem
1: at all. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. And uh, I will uh, look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Property Podcast. If you're looking to further your knowledge in property, why not download our free beginner's guide to property investing at www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash begin. It contains everything from how to choose the property strategy that's right for you, through to how to raise funds when starting with none, and how to eliminate risk and maximize profits. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and never miss an episode by subscribing to our weekly podcast. Until next week.